You're listening to the Breakdown Duo with Deb and T-Wise. They break it down to build you up. Let's join this mother-son duo as they break down tonight's hot topic. All right, what's up, everybody? This is T-Wise. I'm here with my mom, Deb. Hey, everybody. It's so good to be here. I'm excited about today, as always. We've got a great one today. Sit back. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. I, <laughs> man, I've never heard you do an intro like that. <laughs> because I'm excited. But, well, you know, I was, uh, we were obviously trying to think about what topic we wanted to discuss this week. And um, I just figured, well, why don't we ask somebody else? And I just had a great discussion and learned a lot. Um, from someone that I, you know, really haven't taken the time to sit down and get to know, and um, and it was a a longer conversation, but still, I mean, it, I was amazed at the amount of information that I attained and learned. Really, um, and when I say longer conversation, like it wasn't just a quick in passing; it was like maybe twenty minutes, right? So it kind of got me thinking about. Um, what we can talk about. So I just want to ask you a couple of questions and we'll see where this goes. Just give me the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you, what makes you happy? Oh, first thing that comes to mind, what makes me happy? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is when I'm really good with dad, when, I, when our relationship's really good. Because then everything else kind of seems to fall in place. Okay. And then what next question follow up to that is, what is the last thing that you celebrated? Oh, that, oh I celebrate everything. The last thing I celebrated. Hmm. Oh, man, I can't think of one thing because you asked me. Oh, I know. I celebrated this morning because I got to go help a friend who um, just lost their, they, this lady has been roommates with another lady since the 60s and her uh, friend just passed away. And I went over today and got to help her kind of clean things up from her friend and put things in order and put things away. And we celebrated her life the whole time we did it. She was quite a lady. It's good. Good example. Okay. And then well, wait, are you going to answer that? What have you celebrated recently? Um, I have celebrated the, I've celebrated a loss. Oh. Yeah. The Lakers are officially zero and four to start the NBA season. So that's a, <laughs> that's worth celebrating because, you know, I like seeing the Lakers lose. So there you have it. There you have it, people. <laughs> um, yeah, I was also thinking about just 
I thought about this this morning because, um, you know, the, the seasons are changing and uh, people are already starting to struggle with uh, uh, allergies, allergies and all that kind of stuff. And, and I just started thinking like, man, I've just felt really good. Oh, lately. Super. And so I was celebrating my health. Okay. Um, I like it. Yeah. So anyway, the next question that I have for you is, if you are having a bad day or you're going through something tough, or maybe you're even in a time in life where everything seems to be going perfect, um, regardless your emotions, how you feel, your what you're going through, if you see this or hear this or experience this X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. You are overwhelmed with a feeling of joy, happiness, celebration, everything mm -hmm. we've kind of been talking about. So what overwhelms me with joy? Or happiness I, or celebration? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, one of the things that even if I'm struggling in a day, if I hear from one of my friends or one of my colleagues or one of my peers in the author realm that they have hit a goal, it can spin my day into joy almost instantly because I love to celebrate when people either hit a goal or reach a goal or uh, accomplish something that they've been really striving to do, even it's a, if it's as simple as they got through a day without crying. Or, I, I mean, they really accomplished something. That's a simple one, but that happened recently, and it, and it just made my day. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, the person I was talking to today, because I asked the same question. Yeah. And, uh, they they went pretty deep with it. Deep. I, I, well, depends on who you're talking. I thought it was deep, but um, their response was that they think about the fact that they're saved by grace. Mm -hmm. Sure, and that no matter what will just fill their spirit. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, he asked me how I felt. And I said, well, for me, I don't just naturally go there. Yeah. You know, and, and when I say saved by grace, uh, do you want to explain what that means in case our listeners don't know? Well, it, it's so easy for us to, especially in a world that is all about success and accomplishment. And when it comes to our personal salvation, it is a free gift and it's a gift that God gives through his son and through Christ's death and resurrection. And it says, the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And Jesus is everything. So it is completely because of what he's done, nothing that we can do. So that grace covers everything we've done. And it's like, uh, you know, it takes our notebook and we've 
kept track of everything and it's just washed clean. But it's all about what he's done. Nothing we have to do. The only thing we have to do is accept it. Mm-hmm. And I can see why this person might have, have said that overwhelms because especially someone, and I don't know uh, who this is, but especially someone who really, really had a life where they felt completely, totally unworthy and had just really struggled with so many things to be completely forgiven and have that cleansed. It's amazing. I think we should all feel that way. But, but you know, people who grew, grew up in church, for instance, it's a different yeah. It's a different walk in that they still appreciate that, but it, it may not have the same impact on them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, I, I don't instantly go there yeah. to that, that thought to pull myself or be pulled out of, you know, maybe a, a bad day or, like I asked you, even if you're in a time of celebration and everything seems to be going perfect, um, when you think about this, it could just give you overwhelming joy. I I don't really get that thinking about, you know, my salvation. And um, now I am thankful for it. And I, um, you know, like I don't take it for granted. I it's, It overwhelms me. But it's not the thing that I go to yeah. to be like, hey, I need to have a better attitude, mm-hmm. right? So my thing is, and I truly believe it's different for everybody, is because I'm naturally a class half full, pretty optimistic person, mm-hmm. for me, it's almost the opposite. It's like well, what good is it going to do for me to stay negative or stay in this this bad mindset? It's not serving me. It's not going to be productive to my day. It's not serving the other people that I'm around. It's probably pulling them down. It's contagious. So because it's there's no benefit to it, that's where my glass half full comes in. I'm like, well, the opposite is just better than that. So mm-hmm. might as well do that. Mm-hmm. It, does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know what uh, you're talking about? It really doesn't fit with our topic, but I just got to tell you what you're talking about is so contagious. When we learn to celebrate things or when we learn to, um, to, to walk in that attitude, I just, I just, uh, was at Les Schwab and I was asking them to do me a huge favor. I asked them to blow up 220 footballs. And um, I just got to tell you, the guy was not excited about it at all. And he didn't say no, but he just said, well, let me see the ball and let me go, you know, I just, but all of a sudden another guy, a younger guy comes out and he goes, Oh, we've done this before. This is really fun. And she brings us donuts. So yeah, tell her. Yeah. And, he doesn't even know I can hear. It. He's behind a thing, but I can hear the whole thing. And this guy comes out who was just sort of so-so, and he goes, "I guess we're blowing up footballs." <laughs> the whole and I happened to glance around at all the people waiting. They were all smiling. Nobody was like, "Hurry up!" And you know, everybody was smiling. And mm-hmm. I, 
I just want to be that person who can be that kind of contagious in, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, I think kind of the direction that I want to take the conversation is thinking about what pulls you out. And um, a lot of what's going on is there's a facade that people put on. And the majority of people look like they have it together. Yeah. They look like their life is together. They look like their emotions are together. But you strip all that back and you get behind closed doors and you get in a, an in-depth, vulnerable conversation and you quickly find out that their their life is being run by fears and insecurities. Mm. But they don't want other people to know that. Yeah and you're never going to find out right and um i think everybody gets not necessarily their life is is controlled by that but everybody has certain fears and certain insecurities i think some people have a a better time of dealing with those than others and i think that's one of the things that allows us to stay in that that mode of you know, like, like we often say that, Hey, my, my bad day turned into a bad week and so on. And I love that, you know, because I'm now allowing my insecurity or my fear to control my environment and my situation instead of facing it head on and dealing with it or, or releasing it. You know, you were talking about releasing things and one of the best ways to release that is to be vulnerable and talk to other people and say, yes. Hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Because help then it's this. not some secret that you carry and hope nobody finds out, but all of a sudden if really, and the, especially when somebody goes, Oh man, I've struggled with that. You have, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, so through this conversation that I was having earlier, yeah. um, you know, something came up and, and, uh, they said, well, yeah, in my life, I've I've owned 90 vehicles. Oh, my word. And I was like, man. You, That's you, a lot. I was like, you remind me of my uncle. Who's <laughs> <laughs> 90. And, you know, so what ultimately I started thinking about is I remember every time I go and I get a new car, because I feel like I've had a lot, but every time I go and I get, you know, a different car, I... I remember the first time I get in and the new smell, the, uh, you know, the feel, the, the way it steers, the suspension still brand new and good. <laughs> and like, it just, it drives so much different than my older car. Yeah. Even though maybe it's, you know, a, a five-year difference or a three-year difference or, um, it is just, there's something about that new feeling. Yeah. But that only lasts so long. I know. And then it's literally just something to get me from point A to point B. Yeah. And then I get into a different car and that feeling comes back and then it fades. Yeah. And so I'm using the the example of a vehicle. However, how many different things in our lives that are so temporary do we place so much value in? hoping that that is the thing that's going to fix our insecurities and our fears. Yeah. 
that's the thing that we're going to be able to find our identity in that gives us the strength and the courage to take on life. And all the while, it's all temporary and it's the wrong thing that we need to be focusing on. Oh, I so agree with that, Tyre, because, you know, I'm, I'm that person who thinks, man, if I go out and go shopping and get a a new outfit, oh, I just going to be so excited. I can't wait to wear it. But I have never woken up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, I can't wait to get up tomorrow to wear my outfit again. But I'll tell you what, I have woken up many times thinking, oh, man, I can't wait to get up tomorrow because I'm in the best part of the Bible right now. And the study I'm doing is so good. And dad and I are going to get up and walk. I'll think that in the middle of the night and not just once, but night after night. It just it lasts. And then I get up and I spend that time and I, oh, I come away either. Sometimes I come away ticked off because God kind of reprimands me and I know I have to do something I don't want to. But but lots of times I come up being reminded of who I am in him. Mm-hmm. And how much I have and and the unlimited resources that I have for my family, for myself, for those I pray for, for, yeah. oh, man. So I. So I, those temporary things are, that's a good point. Yeah. So one of the other questions that I asked during this conversation is, um, you know, for somebody like me that is coming into my mid years, I'll say, <laughs> and, uh, you know, still a lot of questions about the direction of my life. Yeah. And, um, you know, I said, what, what advice do you have? And, um, and he, he provided some advice and, you know, good stuff. A lot of things that, you know, maybe I've heard before and, um, but there was a follow-up to it that was um now that you referring to to that person not now that you have gotten to a place where you're really focused on god's grace mm-hmm. and how has your level of stress and anxiety and and worrying while you're in the waiting season how has that changed and he said, man, I, I always used to be really high anxiety and, and high stress. And now, like, it takes a lot for me to get to that stage. Mm. And so that's what I started to realize in the conversation. And that's what I want to really focus on today is that all these temporary things that we tend to put so much emphasis on. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, the only thing that can really take away those fears, those, those insecurities that can really take away the stress and anxiety and, um, is the grace of God. Yeah. Right. And understanding that he's the only constant in our life. If we allow him. Mm-hmm. He's the only rock steady thing that will never waver. Everything else will come and go, like like the vehicles. Yeah. Even relationships, they'll come and go. Like it, so for me, that was just such an eye-opener of 
okay, now I understand why he his answer was not like, oh, the one thing that could pull me out of any mood would be uh, seeing my wife yeah, or uh, seeing my kids or no, he went straight to saved by grace. Yeah. Wow. And now I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Why, why is it then that when we know these things, you know, as I was talking to someone recently and we were kind of talking about how to um, live in delight and joy. And the question that was asked was, when is it toughest to do that? And they shocked me on their answer because they said, when everything's going well. Mm-hmm. And that is such a good point because I have watched you struggle over the last few years, but I have never seen you closer to God and your relationship healthier. Um, and I think when things are calm and and kosher, it's really easy to coast. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then we, you know, or um, I know a lot of people and maybe even some of our listeners, they're afraid to just enjoy the moment. Yeah. And that's what I want to say to you if you're listening. Stop doing that. That's what Matthew 6 says. Do not worry about tomorrow. There's enough worries of its own. Just focus on today. Celebrate the moment you're in. Because God's grace will be there for tomorrow, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. It will be there. He, he may not take you out of it, but he will be there with you. He'll give you the strength. He'll see you through that. So, I mean, celebrate the calm and fill up so that when you hit that rough water, you're, you're ready for it. And you don't freak out. So, mm-hmm. you know. I, this just pops in my head when you were talking about you know, going through tough times pulls you closer. Yeah. Because I grew up learning how to drive in snow. Yeah. And like a lot of snow. And (laughs) so uh, everything from two wheel front, front wheel drive to four wheel drive to like driving on ice to driving in snow to all of it. So the amazing thing about learning to drive in snow is that when you get on slippery snow or snow that has ice underneath it, you grip that steering wheel a lot tighter and you do not want to let go. Mm-hmm. And then the moment you get back on, you know, either dry pavement, you relax yeah, and you know, your grip becomes a looser and maybe you just put one hand on the one hand, yeah, and then you get back on something slippery and you grip real tight <laughs> right back to 10 and yeah. two, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes you get white knuckled. You're holding on so, so tight to that grip. And it, it's kind of the same thing when, when things are going difficult in life, that's when we have the opportunity to, to grip on to God even tighter. Yeah. Um, however, the thing about learning to drive in snow or bad driving conditions is that when you go through that period of time of gripping really tight and you do that 
season after season after season, you become a really good driver Mm -hmm. in bad conditions. Mm -hmm. And when we're holding on tight to God and we're learning and we're building that relationship with him through those tough times, we come out during the calm period. And I think the reason the calm period seems so easy is because we've learned through the tough period. Yeah. Yep. We have to, we lean in. Once again, we always say that, but, you know, don't isolate, don't pull away from others, lean in during those rough times and then celebrate the good. Yeah, sounds like you had a great conversation. I'm always thankful for those kinds of friends or even new friends that you can dig in Mm -hmm. with. So, yeah, I hope you took some uh, encouragement from this today. Here's here's my takeaway. when you when you know Christ is your savior you just need to remember to celebrate it and not i think you said it earlier not take it for granted not just think yeah yeah i did that many years ago and keep it current Keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. That personal relationship. It's a gift. Right. I think my takeaway from today was. Uh, Don't buy 90 cars. When you stop <laughs> and take the time to. Intentionally get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. The things you can learn and the impact it can have on you or on somebody else. Yeah, that's good. So. Be intentional. Yeah. Be intentional. I like that. That's good. So awesome. Well, everybody, uh, thanks for spending some time with us. And uh we want to give you that constant reminder. Make sure that you're liking and sharing. Uh go on and rate. Uh check out our Facebook and check out uh debwisen.com um and the newsletter. Uh, We've got a lot of things going on and we're excited to share it with you guys and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thank you for joining this broadcast with the breakdown duo of Deb and T-Wise. Share this podcast with someone it might help and hit subscribe. See you next week as the duo breaks it down to build you up.